0: Oh, this is priceless. I i am now like so overconfident. Maybe I should maybe I should check myself here uh, as it relates to the Democrats, the overreach, the insanity, the psychosis, the rage that drives them every day. But Byron York tweeted out just a little while ago. Oh, so Pat Cipollone's letter comes out yesterday. It is a devastating. I mean, a devastating takedown of the Democrats their unfairness, the the process is rigged. It is a mess and they're not going to cooperate with this mess. The White House is not going to do it because it's based all on a lie anyway. So rather than fight that, well, the answer by Nancy Pelosi. And again, this just reported by our good friend uh, uh, Byron York, He says Pelosi's not going to go to court to enforce the subpoenas. Who needs it? Takes time. Might lose in court. Instead, the House will keep churning out subpoenas, but impeach Trump based on what is known now. Plus obstruction, uh, an obstruction article covering unanswered subpoenas. Quick, no fuss. and he says, you know, ends. That's it. Now, here's what I want to tell you about this, because we there's three fundamental things in play here that nobody's paying attention to. The first one is the obvious one. The Democrats have never gotten over Donald Trump's victory in 2016. They couldn't take it. They couldn't believe it. I was describing yesterday that, you know, the exit polls numbers come in. You watch TV coverage early in the evening, election night, November 8th, 2016. They're giddy. They, they are pumped. They are jazzed. They got it. They know it. They This is going to be a great night. Hillary's going to be the first woman president. Party, party time. And then you have people like Andrew Weissman hanging out at the Hillary Clinton uh, victory party. And, and the, you know, Peter Strzok is going to get his dream. A hundred million is hero. Hillary's going to win. They have since day two, I went through chapter and verse. We've done montages. I went through yesterday articles written from that day forward. It was impeach him, impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. And why do they who are they more mad at here? They're more mad at we, the smelly Walmart shoppers, proud and guilty. I like Walmart, Costco's Target. I love all those stores. Um, irredeemable deplorables, you know, bitter Americans clinging to God. And guns and our Second Amendment rights and, and our Bibles and our religion and our faith. So there's that contempt. They couldn't believe that, that you, we, the people, shocked the world and said we've had enough of both of these parties, enough of the, the get-nothing-done atmosphere in Washington. The American people knew they were electing a disruptor. They knew they were picking somebody outside the swamp. They knew that Donald Trump was an iconoclast. He was the the anti-politician, if you will. Uh, They had seen the the Access Hollywood tape had come out weeks early. They voted for him. They knew he wasn't perfect. They knew he was, you know, a businessman. But so far, the guy's kept his promises. Biggest tax cuts, biggest cuts in regulation ever in, in history. Uh, biggest tax cuts in history. Then you know the all right. Here's my Supreme Court list. He sticks to it. I'm going to get the wall one way or the other. Now he's building the wall. He had to go around Congress and and find legislation and constitutional authority. Got the money. They're building the wall. That's getting up. new trade deals. Uh, Japan, China uh, is in the works. Then you got European allies, Western European allies. Then you got Canada, Mexico, all getting done. A guy that actually says what he means, means what he says. The only thing he didn't get done is because Republicans suck and are weak and feckless and spineless. And maybe we can get some better people to help him in a second term. But they never accepted that. They never accepted his victory. This is a it's been a witch hunt coup attempt one after another. And you, you can read the transcript. You don't need to hear from any whistleblowers. There's nothing here. Absolutely nothing. And ironically, again, the only one on tape that's involved with a shakedown using taxpayer dollars. Yeah, that would be Joe Biden or the four Democratic senators saying, if you don't keep investigating Ukraine, Donald Trump and help with Robert Mueller, uh, we might you might lose your aid. Again, the thing they're accusing him of. Trump had four separate investigations, no Russian collusion. The only Russian collusion was the dirty dossier bought by Hillary. Hillary, who should have been indicted. There was a rigged investigation. Now we're going to get to the bottom. So you got, they couldn't accept the election results. They couldn't accept four separate investigations. Nine-month FBI investigation came up with nothing as it relates to Trump-Russia collusion. Then the House Intel investigation, nothing. Then the Senate Bipartisan Committee investigation, nothing. And then the shocker of all shockers, the stacked... Witch hunt team of Mueller. Nothing. They can't accept it. They've just been searching for anything. As, you know, as Pelosi says, oh, we could. We, if that doesn't work, we'll just pick as many ways we can impeach him for something. All right. Let them put on their show. And the third thing that they're very worried about, don't want to really talk about is behind the scenes, there's something big going on. And that's something big would be the I.G. Horowitz report about FISA abuse. That would mean using unverified, unverifiable Russian lies to influence the 2016 election. Those same Democrats that cared about foreign influence in election, they're the ones responsible. Or the Ukraine, yes, admitting that they interfered in our elections in 2016 on behalf of Hillary Clinton and they are offering evidence that DNC operatives and contractors, they were working directly with them on behalf of the Hillary campaign. Then you got this thing called the Durham Bar investigation which was now extended. This was part of the, the big news, this investigation into the origins of the Russia witch hunt expanding. And the news we got is Durham has expanded his investigation and is adding agents and resources, according to multiple senior administration officials. The timeline is now grown from the beginning of the probe through the election and now includes a post-election timeline through the spring of 2017, up until when Robert Mueller was named the special counsel. Yep. And we've been reporting almost daily. I keep, you know, I was trying to be clever. I kept saying, yeah, you mean like countries like Great Britain, Italy, and Australia? It wasn't by accident. I knew more than I was saying at the time. And Durham and Barr have met on multiple occasions now with high-ranking intel officials in the UK and Australia. And both have even traveled to Italy, all in an effort to determine if the powerful tools of intelligence that we entrust to people to protect us against enemies, foreign and domestic, were used illegally against our own citizens for the purpose of denying them their constitutional rights, illegally spying on them by purposefully circumventing American laws and constitutional protections by outsourcing the entire effort to allied countries. They're really worried about what's going on there. And trust me, the, the smearing of Barr and Durham and uh, companies, it's just the beginning. And we're going to get to the bottom of all of this. So that's the backdrop to everything. Now, we also had other news, too. And you know, it was pretty interesting that it was the Trump campaign targeted by our government agencies to help Hillary. They, they, these are all of this is going to come true. It's all going to be proven. It's just painfully slow. And what they do with the truth, which we now have so much evidence on, is going to be interesting because, you know, they never like to prosecute their own. But Robert Mueller, we know for sure and have been able to confirm that, you know, he's pursuing the he was pursuing the FBI director job when he met with Trump in 2017. He didn't get the position, but he was also negotiating with Rod Rosenstein on the possibility of being appointed a special counsel. Well, that would be a serious conflict of interest from the get go, not to mention the close relationship with the man that Trump fired, Jim Comey. And so with the Horowitz investigation, what they're about to uncover against him and McCabe and Strzok and others, and now the Durham investigation, it's going to be very interesting times here. So you've got three things happening simultaneously. They can't get over. They lost. They can't get over the Russia collusion narrative failed four times, culminating with a dud known as the Mueller report. They're scared to death and want to distract the country in terms of what Durham, Barr, Michael Horowitz are going to unload. Because I'm told repeatedly it's devastating. So understand what's in play here. There's only so much time that they're going to have. now. Yesterday, I, I, I don't think this could have been a more perfect letter written by Pat Cipollone. And if you don't know Pat Cipollone, that name, you should get to know it. He's the counsel to the president. He's the White House counsel. In this letter, I'm going to read good portions of this. I write on behalf of President Trump in response. This is sent to the speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, Elliot Engel. The cowardly shifty shift and Elijah Cummings. And he said I write on behalf of the president in response to your numerous legally unsupported demands made as part of what you have labeled contrary to the Constitution of the United States and all passed bipartisan precedent as an impeachment inquiry. As you know, you have designed and implement implemented your inquiry in a manner that violates fundamental fairness and constitutionally mandated due process. For example, you have denied the president the right to cross-examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to receive transcripts of testimony, to have access to evidence, to have counsel present, and many other basic rights guaranteed to all Americans. You have conducted your proceedings in secret, you have violated civil liberties and separation of powers by threatening the executive branch officials, claiming that you will seek to punish those who exercise fundamental Constitutional rights and prerogatives. That would be the right to plead the fifth or not show up. All of this violates the Constitution, the rule of law, and every past precedent. Never before in our history has the House of Representatives, under the control of either political party, taken the American people down the dangerous path you seem determined to pursue. Put simply, you seek to overturn the results of the 2016 election. Deprive the American people of the president they have freely chosen. And many Democrats now apparently view impeachment not only as a means to undo the Democratic results of the last election, but as a strategy to influence the next election, which is barely more than a year away. As one member of Congress explained, he was concerned that if we don't impeach the president, he will get reelected. Your highly partisan, unconstitutional effort Threatens grave and, and lasting damage to our democratic institutions, to our system of free elections and to the American people. And for his part, President Trump took the unprecedented step of providing the public transparency by declassifying and releasing the record of his call with President Zelensky of Ukraine. The record clearly established the call was completely appropriate, that there's no basis for your inquiry And the fact that there was nothing wrong with the call was also powerfully confirmed by Chairman Schiff and his decision to create a false version of the call and read it to the American people at a congressional hearing without disclosing that he was simply making it all up. In addition, information has recently come to light that the whistleblower had contact with Chairman Schiff's office before filing the complaint His initial denial of such contact caused The Washington Post to conclude Chairman Schiff clearly made a statement that was false. In any event, the American people understand Chairman Schiff cannot covertly assist with the submission of a complaint, mislead the public about his involvement, read a counterfeit version of the call to the American people and then pretend to sit in judgment as a neutral investigator. And that's just the beginning of this thing. I, I mean, it, it's devastating. It's, they, I'm, they, they don't have a choice. They're not going to win in court. They're going to lose. That's why they said, well, just impeach them anyway. And we'll hold every, we'll, we'll claim you're obstructing justice by not, by exercising your constitutional right. They're cornered. Simple, this was the perfect chess move. I'm going to get back to Cipollone's uh letter. I, I mean, every point dead on smart, accurate about how due process is absolutely non-existent in what they are doing. And Cipollone goes, well for these reasons, the president his administration reject your baseless unconstitutional efforts to overturn the democratic process, your unprecedented actions. This has never happened ever, ever. Have left the president with no choice in order to fulfill his duties to the American people, the Constitution, the executive branch, and all future occupants of the office of presidency. The president and his administration cannot participate in your partisan and unconstitutional inquiry under these circumstances. It's invalid and a violation of due process, as he's been pointing out in this letter. This is devastating. Now, I'm going to tell you what this means to me. If they won't if they continue as they are they don't have the courage now to go to I think I think this is almost a checkmate move by Cipollone so they won't go to court my message to Republicans is is don't participate don't show up at any hearing don't show up on the on the you know the three ring circus you know court proceeding and on, on the house floor do nothing they're digging their own grave don't Get in the way. Stay out of it. Let him do it. All right. uh, We're going to be joined by Jim Jordan uh, coming up in a few. uh, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get back to Cipollone's letter. Also, Stephen Miller joins us today. O'Reilly joins us today. Andy Biggs uh, joins us. Uh, But we have some pretty big announcements coming out. Uh, Apparently, Linda.
1: So, yeah, we just want to send a shout out. We have a lot of, um, got a lot of hard times here at the Hannity Show. And I know we got a lot of really great, awesome people in our audience that are terrific with doing prayer. So we want to, we want to send a shout out to um, Eric Stanger, who's been with our show forever. Um, His mom's going through a really hard time, not doing so hot. So prayers for her would be awesome. Um, Kylie's grandfather is struggling with cancer and it's not looking so great. So We want to have prayers out to the Kramer family. And um, to Blair and his family is Uncle Barry, who served on the USS Virginia and was a nuclear scientist and engineer. And he's struggling with brain cancer. Just we just got oh. a lot of a lot of tragedy on the show. And We could use well, some. I, prayer. You know,
0: I know you guys send this an email change, but, you know, sweet baby James does my email. So I don't see them. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I'm so, just asking the audience, just asking the audience for some prayers. Okay. That's all.
0: Amen. Uh, anyway, you know, I've really been thinking a lot about this. So Byron York tweets out. Pelosi won't go to court to enforce the subpoenas. And I think after the just beat down by Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel yesterday, I mean, it was it, this was a perfectly formulated letter. I mean, it just blasted the Democrats for their lack of fundamental fairness, past precedent. And it's the turning is into a kangaroo court, three ring circus court. And it's just not justice. So rather than fight Cipollone, Byron York's reporting Pelosi's not going to go to court to enforce the subpoenas. Okay. What? That takes too much time. The the risk of losing probably is, is that's based more in that than anything else. Uh, So what they're going to do is uh, just go ahead and keep churning out subpoenas and, and impeach them anyway. Now, if the Democrats won't go to court, if they, if they just want to do this by themselves, If Republicans, they never listen to me anyway, but I I would strongly recommend to them that they not participate in this circus. Why bother if they're not going to allow any due process, as Pat articulates in his letter? In other words, if 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 they are going to do it anyway, and as he pointed out, It's constitutionally invalid, a total violation of of due process. And when you step back and you look at Adam Schiff's actions here, and they're going to deny the president the right to cross-examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to receive transcripts of testimony, to have evidence, to have counsel present, and all the other basic rights guaranteed to all Americans. And if they're going to do this as they've been doing it and conduct it all in secret, Well, they're violating every civil liberties and the separation of powers by threatening executive branch officials now claiming that they want to punish, they want retribution for anybody who exercises what is a fundamental constitutional right and prerogative. They don't have to do anything. All of this violates the Constitution, the rule of law, and every past precedent, every one of them. This has never happened in our history in the House of Representatives under the control of either party, and by the way, Newt did afford all of this to the Democrats that they won't allow Republicans to have in the Clinton impeachment error. Jim Jordan is the former president; he's just a victim of a coup himself by Andy Biggs. Will join us later. Um, my my, look, nobody's ever going to listen to Sean Hannity, but if they want to dig their hole in their own grave and they want to be fundamentally that unfair. Then I say Republicans don't show up. They refuse to If they refuse to make it fair. I would refuse to participate in their three ring circus.
2: Yeah, these these guys are making it up as they go along. Uh, I mean, look, I, I always back up and say this. They're trying to impeach the president of the United States. 13 months prior to an election based on an anonymous whistleblower who had no firsthand knowledge, who has a bias against the president, and the person running the operation is Adam Schiff, the same Adam Schiff who didn't tell us that his staff met with this whistleblower before the complaint was even filed. The same Adam Schiff who is denying a counsel to be present from the agency when the person comes in for an interview. The same Adam Schiff who didn't even want members to be able to ask questions in those interviews. So you're right. This is a completely unfair process made up as it goes along. And frankly, the White House's letter yesterday was so on target, so good. And they said, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. The treatment that was given Ambassador Volker, we're not going to subject Ambassador Sondland or any more people from the State Department to that unfair treatment. You're exactly right
0: okay so let's assume that what Byron York is saying is true then strategically speaking you know a, a Republican strong enough to not fall into the trap because it's sort of like um if uh, the, the minute sometimes you start explaining it you, you just you, it, it never works out it takes too long if it's too complicated let the that the American people can't see what Schiff is doing I mean the transcript itself was so not damning that he had to make up a different one. The fact that he's having contact and giving advice and counsel to the non-whistleblower whistleblower whistleblower and then lies about it is another reason why they shouldn't go through
2: here is something that's been reported today that we should all take note of. The, 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 uh, on, on the whistleblower. The whistleblower, when he gets information about the call between President Trump and President Zelensky, when the whistleblower gets that information, it's been reported that he then goes right back to his office or right back to somewhere and writes a memo. Uh, write some memo out and, and, and says in that memo it's been reported that it has been that it was frightening what was said and that it was crazy what was said. Even though we've seen the transcript and it was anything but that, the transcript of the call, this, this is the memo of the guy. Almost like Comey goes and writes memos after every time he has a meeting with the president. So this guy does the same thing. But guess what? He waits 18 days until he files a complaint. So he writes the memo on July 25th, the day the call happened, but he waits 18 days to file the complaint. And, and and what does he do in the interim? What does he do in that 18 days? The first person he runs off to see is Adam Schiff's staff. So if this doesn't look a little bit fishy, I don't know what does. It's also been reported today that this indicia of political bias for a rival political candidate, It's it's been reported that it wasn't just a rival political candidate. This guy, this so-called whistleblower, has ties to a presidential candidate, had some kind of professional relationship with a Democrat presidential candidate. It's been reported today. So this just underscores, wait a minute, what's going on here with this whistleblower? This how this thing whole this whole thing started back in July.
0: You're making my case. And as Cipollone wrote, he said this inquiry is constitutionally invalid. It's a violation of due process and pointing out in the history of our nation the House of Representatives has never attempted to launch an impeachment inquiry against the president without a majority of the House taking political taking accountability up. for that yep. decision by voting to authorize such a dramatic constitutional step that. So yep. if they're no. not if if they are going to abolish all due process, all constitutional norms and all past precedent, Republicans should not participate. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, because we we know this, too. If if in fact there was a vote, if they went to the vote on, on the floor, I think it would be completely partisan, which underscores what you're saying would be completely partisan. And even if they took a vote to launch a formal impeachment inquiry, as has been done in the past and that's precedent, if they did that, there's still no guarantee they would afford the rights to the minority and the rights to the White House that that have always been afforded them in the past there's still no guarantee they would follow the rules they would still continue to be unfair it's a contrived uh,
0: so again, I... unprecedented uh, uh precedent they're setting here you know as cipollone i'll go back to him lacking the necessary authorization for a valid impeachment proceedings and and i'll tell you the other fatal defect in all of this you know they keep talking about oh, fundamental fairness uh there's not even a procedure that gives the president any of the most fundamental or basic protections demanded under due process,
2: and yeah, right to cross-examine all the whole the whole nine yards. You're right. You're you're exactly right.
0: No, well, that's a matter of All right. So, what do you do? You think Republicans are? You know, every once in a while, do you ever get in a fight with somebody and you just they're trying to get in touch with you and continue the fight and you ignore them? Did you ever do that? <laughs> in this line By the of way, way the Linda's thing, an how, expert at it. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, have you ever gotten in a fight with anybody and sure. just ignore them just and l- you let them that. fight with themselves? You know what drives them nuttier than anything when you don't fight yeah. and sometimes yeah. just not engaging it. I, this does you not do know deserve... you're talking to
1: a wrestler, right? Like a champion wrestler, like a coach, like somebody who knows. All <laughs> well, about I got this. it. But,
0: you know, listen, strate- you have strategy here too. being strategic <laughs> is smart <laughs> Um, no, All right. What he's I'm saying,
1: Congressman, that. is that I've ignored him so many times that uh, he's yeah, suffering from it.
2: Well,
0: I'm busy. Yeah, she's busy counting yeah. to three. Here, she- yeah,
2: let, let me just point out one, one more thing that they've done wrong that this bothers me: the selective leaking of parts of Ambassador Volcker's testimony from last week. I mean, there were 67 pages of text messages, and they released a handful of cherry pick ones that that fit their narrative. When the when the vast majority of Ambassador Volcker's testimony was so supportive. Of the, of everything we've been saying, everything the president's been saying, that that's another example of, of of Adam Schiff running this thing in entirely the wrong fashion.
0: Let them dig their grave. My humble advice, Jim Jordan. Thank you. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is a toll free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. I am telling you, think of when you've had a fight with somebody, or somebody's trying to you know keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, and you know what? You just you disengage it. That's right, boss. You can't feed into it. You can't feed into this. this. You're feeding into madness and you're going to be flailing around and you're flailing around madness. It, it makes no sense. You know, if they want to comply with the constitutional demands and appropriate procedures and established precedent, You know, that would mean the right to see all evidence, present evidence, call witnesses, have counsel present at all hearings, cross-examine all witnesses, make objections related to examination of witnesses. First, by the way, they have to go on the record on this whole thing or the admissibility of testimony. So, you know, now now they also I love this. The right of the minority to issue subpoenas. No, not. You don't get the same rules as the majority. Newt Gingrich gave it to the Democrats with Clinton. You know, that the House's failure to provide co-equal subpoena power is another example that makes it one sided. Their disregard for established procedural safeguards. This is this is a this is a clown show. It's a witch hunt. Let them do it alone. Let them go out there alone and do this by themselves. Let the American people watch the circus. And if, you know, they want to deny the, the president of the United States, who they have a psychotic rage for in what is the most ridiculous effort to remove him from office for the three reasons I explained earlier is they never got over losing the election. They never got over the Mueller report and the three other investigations. And they, they, they don't think they can beat him, as Al Green said, we better impeach him because we're not going to be able to beat him. Let him do all of this on their own. They wanna they wanna violate every constitutional norm and request and deny even White House uh, people that work in the White House their rights. Okay, don't participate in it. You know, even the Office of Legal Counsel. This also is in uh, Cipollone's letter, and and he's right. The Department of Justice they've made clear on multiple occasions employees of the executive branch have been instructed not to appear or not to provide particular testimony before Congress based on privileges and immunities of the executive branch. They can't be punished for that. Of course, they want retribution. You know, this is an invalid inquiry from the get-go anyway. And they just want to reverse the results of the 2016 election, and this is their Mueller do-over. So without any evidence, because there is none, this is just a, a naked political ploy on their part, That began two days, as we pointed out with our timelines, multiple occasions, impeach, impeach. They were calling for his impeachment two days after he's elected. This is not the system, the constitutional republic of our framers and our founders. It is not. You know, okay, we're going to use the extraordinary mechanism of impeachment, as Cipollone says. Why? To exploit it? And and it's used as a, a bludgeoning weapon by a political party? Because they didn't win and don't think they can win an election? They want to overturn the will of the American people? All right, they quote Jerry Nadler in this. This is back from the Clinton Clinton time. The effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters. We must not overturn an election and remove a president from office except to defend our system of government or our constitutional liberties against a dire threat. And we must not do so without overwhelming consensus of the American people. It must never be narrowly voted impeachment. Well, narrowly voted. The best thing you can do there is not show up. Can you imagine? Let the Democrats show up. Let them talk to themselves. Let them be insane to themselves. Let them stand on the House floor all by themselves. Let them have committee hearings by themselves. And the president, in the meantime, can keep doing what he's been doing, and that is keeping his promises and keeping America strong here and abroad and 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 trying to get the economy growing even more because there's no legitimate basis for any of this. This is a raw, raw political circus. And the president cannot allow, you know, what is an illegitimate, unconstitutional proceeding with zero fundamental constitutional protections and rights to go forward. The president's busy. He's got a country to lead. People elected him to do his job. But three long years, this is all we've gotten from the do-nothing Democrats. This is it. And let them run on that record. And let them let them talk it out amongst themselves. And make fools of themselves yet again. All right, glad you're with us. Hour two, the Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Um, the roadmap as laid out by White House attorney... Uh, Counsel to the president, Pat Cipollone, to me, is the roadmap that the Republican Party needs to follow in the House of Representatives. Unless and until there is remedy on the most basic, simple, fundamental issues involving fairness, due process, constitutional norms, past precedents, then they shouldn't participate in this three ring circus of theirs. They've called on impeaching this president since the second day, the day after he's elected president. They want to impeach him. This is just the, the latest. OK, we'll, we'll use this one as Nancy Pelosi. Well, there's a whole for, you know, a menu full of options to impeach him on. It's like the cowardly Schiff has to make up what was in the transcript because he didn't have what he needed in the transcript that was good enough on its own to stand on its own merit. Never mind the fact that we now know he's compromised and that he has been advising his office, his staff, the whistleblower from the get go. But it's very simple. If they're not going to allow the president the right to cross examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to get transcripts of testimony, to have access to evidence, to have their counsel present, and all the other basic fundamental rights guaranteed to all of us as Americans, and they're doing all of this in secret. All these proceedings, um, and violating every civil liberty and separation of power issue. They're now threatening executive branch officials, claiming they will punish them for what that they're not gonna they're not gonna be a part of the three wing ring circus, and they got, they exercise their right under executive privilege and they don't have to testify or their Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate themselves. They could say, I plead the Fifth. I'm not playing. I'm not being a part of this. All of this violates the Constitution. These are fundamental constitutional rights. Every past precedent is not even being followed in this. Never before in our history has a House of Representatives under the control of any political party taking the American people down what is an unconstitutional and dangerous path. And they, this, is, this is where they are taking it. I told you for three reasons. They never accepted the 2016 election results. They can't accept that Mueller didn't deliver that which they knew he was going to deliver. They're also looking to distract from what will be the devastating IG report on FISA abuse and the Durham report, because the very things we're talking about here I'm pretty convinced the evidence will show that they are guilty of outsourcing, for example, intelligence gathering for the purpose of circumventing American laws and spying on American citizens. You know, all of this that they're doing is and this this should just be outright rejected. These unconstitutional efforts to overturn a democratic process and actions that have left the president no choice. To fulfill his duties to the American people, his constitutional duties, his his duties as the the head of the executive branch, this will impact other presidencies as well. But it's an invalid, and and it's a every aspect of this is a a, a violation of all simple, fundamental, historic due process. It's never happened in the history of the House of Representatives. They're going to launch an impeachment inquiry against the president without a majority of the House members taking a a vote and being held politically accountable for this decision to authorize this dramatic constitutional step. But now they want to do it. Let them do this on their own. There's no reason for the Republicans to ever participate in this sham this unconstitutional action that they're doing here. You know, they've not provided committees ranking members with the authority to subpoena the right of the minority to issue subpoenas subject to the same rules as the majority. That's been the standard in all recent resolutions authorizing presidential impeachment proceedings. They have a failure to provide co-equal subpoena power. That is a big deal. And the bottom line is, if they're going to comply with our Constitution, then those procedures have got to be followed. The right to see evidence, present evidence, call witnesses, have counsel present, cross-examine witnesses, make objections related to the examination of witnesses or the admissibility of testimony and evidence, and respond, which is also all the more important to evidence and testimony. You know, they've they, they got to, if, if this is their plan, he can't be participated in, in my view. Republicans should stay out of it. Let them dig their own grave. Steve Miller, Stephen Miller, White House senior policy advisor to the president, is here with us. How are you, sir? The man behind the curtain.
3: I'm doing great. It's a fabulous introduction that you just did there, laying out everything, I think, with perfect precision.
0: Well, let's go over this. This has never happened like this before. And Nancy, I don't, did you see Byron York, York reported that, in fact, that they're just going to do it anyway and they're not going to do anything? In other words, they're just going to go ahead.
3: What? Byron York also did a article talking about the fact that the so-called whistleblower uh, is connected to a rival political candidate and uh, and somebody that is um, running against uh, the president of the United States. And so that just further underscores that this is a partisan political witch hunt that has absolutely nothing to do with the truth, nothing to do with the rule of law and is completely and totally contrary to the U.S. Constitution.
0: Well, and that's the point here. Now, what's fascinating to me is we have tapes, you know, it goes, it's the same thing with the, the Russia witch hunt uh, and the Russia uh, impeachment inquiry, if you want to call this, it. and there's been a never-ending impeachment inquiry, but it's funny how there was no Trump-Russia collusion, but there was Hillary's dirty Russian dossier. You know, there was evidence that Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act. She obstructed justice with her emails and and bleach bit, et cetera. They didn't care about that. They didn't seem to care either about the dirty, so we, unverified yeah, we still, dossier.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the Democrats keep complaining about the issue of uh, soliciting help from a foreign country. But the only people that have solicited help from a foreign country to interfere in an election are the Democrats themselves, especially with the the horrendous dossier produced by a foreign spy based upon phony allegations from a foreign country. And they've never been held to account for that. And the people that are still enmeshed within our federal government have never been held to account for that. And to this day, nobody knows what crimes Hillary Clinton covered up in the 33,000 emails that she deleted. But I can guarantee you that those emails certainly contain information of wantonly corrupt activity, which is why she was so certain that she needed to delete them.
0: So if I want to know if you agree with me, I see three fundamental reasons that the Democrats are doing this. And and one Al Green touched on when he said, yeah, we better impeach him because we're not going to beat him. But they could never accept the 2016 election results. They couldn't accept four investigations culminating with the Mueller report did not give them what they they believe they were going to get, which is Trump Russia collusion. And I also believe that this is an effort to distract the country from the IG report on FISA abuse and then the subsequent Durham report that will, I think, expose uh, the outsourcing of illegal spying on Americans uh, to circumvent American laws and worse. Your thoughts.
3: Uh, I agree with all of that. And I think that at the fundamental level, this is a question about the survival of our constitutional system of government. Because what you have right now are a group of unelected deep state bureaucrats inside the federal government colluding with members of Congress to try to take down a democratically elected president. Make no mistake that the, the, the big winners... In the uh, Democrat push for impeachment, if they were to, to ever be successful, which they won't be under any circumstance, would be the unelected deep state that has been feeding and pushing these false stories for three years now in order to try to reverse the results of the 2016 election. That should terrify any American that cares about liberty and democracy.
0: Where do you see this going? And do you like my idea? Because I think that Jay Sekulow, Pat Cipollone, all these guys that I think are really smart, you know, they, they, if it's an illegitimate investigation, it's illegitimate. And I think Cipollone laid that case out as powerfully as I've ever seen. Correct. You don't give it legitimacy by participating in it. Now, what no, would that no mean?
3: Circumstances. Yeah. I mean, I, right that would mean
0: Republicans don't show up and they don't participate. Let them Republic's dig their House- own grave. House
3: Republicans have to figure out how to underscore the illegitimacy and the depravity and the anti-constitutional nature of the Democrats impeachment witch hunt and the effort to to um, to nullify the votes of tens of millions of Americans, which is unprecedented in the hatred it displays for those voters. Unprecedented. And that's what what you're fueled by.
0: What do you think of the whole Biden bragging on tape that he shook down Ukraine and gave him 6 hours to fire the prosecutor that is investigating Burisma Holdings the energy giant in Ukraine that is paying his son Hunter a massive amount of money but his son had no experience in Ukraine yeah. or oil or gas or he energy no
3: experience with anything whatsoever connected to those issues the it is one of the most blatantly corrupt episodes I have ever heard about in my entire time in Washington, D.C., Biden is named the point person on Ukraine. Shortly thereafter, his son is given a job he is under no circumstances qualified for by a firm that is under corruption investigation that begins funneling money into the Biden household. And then Biden terminates through extortion. The prosecutor that is looking into that, into that company. That is the most corrupt set of circumstances you could ever possibly imagine. That's only what we know publicly. At the same time, Hunter flew with Biden on Air Force Two into China and walked out of there with potentially billions of dollars for a company that he was affiliated with. This is the corruption scandal. You have to, you have to be stunned at the audacity of Democrats attacking the president of the United States for carrying out his lawful duty To expose corruption that could impact the national security of the United States, we have to know what entities in our government, past and present, have engaged in corrupt practices overseas and with whom. That's fundamental to U.S. national security. They're attacking the president for trying to uncover real episodes of corruption that impairs our domestic security.
0: Do you agree with Cipollone's letter? And I think you do. You said so you agree to the extent if this is if this is their strategy to not afford basic uh, due process, constitutional rights and all the things that would normally accompany such a serious act, Republicans should not participate at all, not show up, not be a part of the circus at all. Let them do it by themselves.
3: Well, I think that the House Republicans have to think about how they are going to react to the fact that it's an illegitimate inquiry and not to do anything that would suggest it has any legitimacy at
0: all. The White House's position... Only is one way to so do that, Stephen, point. and that's not show up. <laughs> you, you ever have a, a fight with somebody and they, they give you the silent you treatment? Very well, you, you, argument. You, you give the Democrats the silent treatment and it's, it'll, it'll be a bigger S show if you and, know what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, and, and I think that the so no, you, you make you make a great point. And I would just say also on this is that Nancy Pelosi holding a press conference and saying there's an impeachment inquiry does not mean there is, in fact, an impeachment inquiry. They're just words from one person. They yep. they don't have the courage to 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 go on the record and hold a vote hold for several vote. reasons. Number one, because they know it'll cost every single House member in a Trump district their seat next year. Number two is because they cannot justify the cancellation of due process. They, if they were to actually hold a vote, establishing norms and procedures, there's no way they could publicly justify these secret sham proceedings. The left is revealing their true colors, which is fascist totalitarian suppression of evidence of witnesses and of the truth.
0: It is unbelievable to watch actually, because, um, it is the antithesis of everything that our framers and founders warned about this. This is this is scary territory. All right. Stephen Miller. Thank you. White thank House you. senior policy advisor to the president. 800-941-SHAWN. Our number. Uh, Freedom Caucus chairman Andy Biggs coming up. Bill O'Reilly coming up. I'll tell you what's happening politically in spite of what the mob and the media is telling you. This is from the Politico. The Democratic impeachment drive is delivering a much needed jolt to Republican efforts to retake the House. Once wary, potential candidates are preparing to come off the sidelines, according to party recruiters and the GOP's small dollar donor base is stepping up to help the party compete against the Democrats. According to nearly a dozen interviews with Republican officials and some prospective contenders themselves. Seizing on impeachment and seeking to protect President Trump, GOP outside groups over the past week have launched a seven figure TV ad blitz in targeted districts and rolling out fundraising uh, initiatives to help bankroll the eventual Republican nominee in some 20 Trump won seats. There's actually 40 of them. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If we're saying it's illegitimate and it is, then you don't legitimize it. If you legitimize it, you're legitimizing something illegitimate. And I'll play on words here, but it's it's all true. And how do you do that? You just refuse to participate. Let them dig the hole wide and deep on their own. Watch it unfold.
4: There is already, in my view, ample evidence in the public domain on the issue of collusion if you're willing to see it, uh, if you want to blind yourself, then you can look the other way. I can s- certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, a year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Uh, now, bear in mind that meeting at Trump Tower, which takes place after the campaign is alerted that the Russians have these emails, Don Jr. is told, "Hey, at the highest levels, ultra sensitive, we have information." Terminated about Hillary Clinton as part of the Russian government effort to help Donald Trump. That looks a lot like collusion to me. Well, certainly if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which is what
3: the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case.
4: Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion. You have an offer of illegal help. You have the acceptance of that offer. You have an overt, overt act in furtherance of that conspiracy. That is, I think, by any rational Americans expectation the the personification of collusion
0: all right there it is more collusion 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 madness and uh don't take your eye off the ball of Durham what do you think he's spending all the time in Great Britain Italy and talking to the Australians about collusion with foreign countries for the purpose of circumventing American laws To spy on Americans, including a president, a campaign, a transition team. That is watch the bouncing hypocritical ball. Um, Now, when we look at Adam Schiff, now, of course, he's the biggest liar in Congress, which is why we call him the cowardly, shifty Schiff, because he won't come on this program. I've offered him a full day, three long hours if he wants it. And an hour on Hannity, the television program. He won't even respond to us at this point. He's the only one caught on tape colluding with with anybody. What is the nature of the compromise? Uh, but we have compromising uh, materials, uh, Donald Trump. Don- what? What is the compromise? Uh, pictures of uh, naked uh, Trump. Uh, the compromising materials. Uh, wow, has Vladimir seen them? Yeah, but of course, uh, Vladimir needs uh, show him the the compromising materials pictures naked Trump. Yes, can you send them? Yeah. Oh, but of course. Uh, He's the only guy. Well, we got Mark Warner. He was you know, he he was texting a lobbyist for an oligarch looking for dirt on Donald Trump. And and as it relates to the, the election in 2016 as well, I mean, the very thing they accuse everybody else of. You know, Joe Biden today, I mean, it's so breathtaking. The only person we know that is out there on tape bragging about a shakedown using taxpayer dollars. Why would a vice president ever demand the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor? Yeah, well, he's bragging about it. And son of a B, they did it. Um, Now we have the issue. Okay, now that we know that Schiff lied about being involved with the so-called whistleblower, who's not a whistleblower. We don't need any whistleblowers because we have the transcript and the transcript exonerates the charge that they were making, that there was a quid pro quo. Anyway, well, there are some House Republicans, thank God for the Freedom Caucus, their new chairman, by the way. It was a coup uh, in its own right. He overthrew Mark Meadows, who was overthrown by Jim Jordan. And now Andy Biggs of Arizona is the chairman of the Freedom Caucus. Big shoes to fill. But you got 100 names from 100 uh, of your fellow Republicans. For what about Adam Schiff?
5: Everything you just said is, is, is accurate about Adam Schiff, so we're trying to censure him. I mean, the, the reality is he should not be leading any investigation. By the way, there's no official impeachment inquiry. That's not happening. You don't have an oversight committee hearing uh, investigation. What you have is Adam Schiff rooting around in the dirt trying to find something to impeach the president on. And so I don't think he should be the, the leader uh, that Pelosi wants on this issue, anyway, but we need to censure him. He needs to be disciplined for his activities. In particular, the uh, the, the tipping point was the fraudulent fabrication of an alleged transcript that he was reading, which has misled people. I've had people in my district ask me if that's true. And he he just misled the American people, and he's done that for three years now.
0: Well, I mean, he's a liar, I mean, he said repeatedly, we played it over and over and over again. We have the evidence. The evidence is abundant. We have abundance of evidence Mm -hmm. of Trump-Russia collusion. There's so much evidence of Trump. Okay, no, we've had four separate investigations, none of which happened. You know, I'm getting to the point here. I'm I'm not sure uh, what your day has been like, but... If you missed it, uh, <laughs> Byron York reporting the Pelosi's not going to go to court after Cipollone's devastating beatdown letter yesterday right. that she's not going to go to court to enforce any subpoena. Who needs it? That would take too much time. She might lose. So the House is apparently now thinking of churning out subpoenas, but impeaching Trump based on on nobody testifying. Because they don't want to give the president that which every other impeachment proceeding ever gave, which is the right to question witnesses, bring in evidence, cross examination, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if that's the case, if they want to ter- turn this into a circus kangaroo court, let them go right ahead and do it. But my advice to Republicans at that point is if they want to dig their grave, I would say no Republican should show up at any hearing or show up on the the House floor or any sham circus that they're going to put together, let them, let them dig their own grave and dive in it. That's my advice. What do you think? Well, I think,
5: Sean, they are going to dig their own grave because... Uh, well, why do Republicans
0: people- show up then? Why why would you show up and bother? Let them let them sit there alone and do it themselves.
5: Well, I'll tell you what my problem is. I am a fighter, Sean, and I, I have this natural inclination to stand up for the justice, even if even if I know that I'm going, get, I'm going to get steamrolled by people who don't care about justice, don't care about due process, don't care about precedent. And, and, and for me, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. And, and I, there's a certain part of me that says you're absolutely right. If we can get a, everybody to walk out and kind of boycott it, that's great. But there's this part of me that says I want to go down there and have an opportunity to have you, my you, say. You want
0: to go down there and you think you're going to what, convince them? Do you think you're going to stop them? Do you, they, they, no, they don't even want you to. No. They, they don't want Republicans to even talk in this process. I mean, there's well so, they don't
5: want us to exist.
0: They don't want us to exist, Sean. That's I mean, the, the point. That's so, tolerant there. So yeah. why feed this insanity, this psychosis, this rage, this frenzy? Why not just say, you know what? Go ahead. Go do your thing. Good luck, because we've had nothing but three solid years of this crap and you've done nothing zero for the American people. And we're going to go to work and we're going to work on the things that will make this country more safe, more secure, more economically sound, create more jobs and more opportunities for Americans. There's your message. It's that simple.
5: and you know what else, Sean, we can be doing? We can be doing try uh, organizing alternate uh, an alternate path of meetings and hearings if we wanted to, if we really wanted to get out there and do that to try to get our message out.
0: I just what what what, I, what message know. do you have to get out here? What, what what message except the mess- that the Democrats are doing what they always do? This is just the latest incarnation of let's impeach for no reason at all.
5: Well, you're right. It is the latest incarnation. And it will be if as this one is crumbled, this is basically crumbled. But they've, they've, they're now locked in. They're going to jump off the cliff on this one, I believe. Um, huh. But the, the, our message is just constantly um, what President Trump has done that's been so positive for this country. Our message is constantly what the Democrats... Want to do to this country is so negative and so uh, uh, binding, and, and taking away our freedoms, undermining the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, and and this message of of how unfair the process is, Americans want fairness, and they want justice. And they also want people who will fight for them. That's why Donald Trump has been so popular and remains popular, in spite of the fact that they've done everything they can, and they don't understand why he's popular. He's popular because he's trying to fight constantly against all odds to deliver as much freedom and justice and for the American people. And that's where, that's where I am, Sean.
0: You know, I will say this, if Republicans stay focused and they just like dismiss it, the American people have already they've already assumed something's happened here. And here's what they've assumed, that they didn't get what they wanted in elect on Election Day 2016. They, They get to vote again in a year. The American people ultimately are going to decide about the, the president, even in spite of all of these witch hunts, all of the breathless reporting and hysteria has still a list of accomplishes and promises made and kept. That would be the envy of anybody that that yeah. walks into that office. I'd stay focused on that. And I'd stay focused on that's what we're going to continue to do. And these games that they are playing, let them play it alone. Seed the playground to them. They want a three ring circus. Give them each of the three rings all to themselves. Let them talk to each other. Let them yell at each other. Let them play the game with each other. They're going to look stupid because this whole thing is rooted in an inability to accept election results. Number one, it's rooted in number two, Bob Mueller didn't give them what they want. Number three, they're scared to death at what the IG report on FISA abuse and even more importantly what the Durham report is going to show in terms of what the Democrats did in 2016. The spying illegal outsource spying for the purpose of circumventing laws. There's only so many times you get to you, you get to do this to a president of the United States before the American people fundamentally decent and fair say okay, you guys are crossing lines that never should have been crossed.
5: Uh, I agree Sean and I think that's why. To be honest with you, I think I, I was skeptical of this six months ago, but I'm. I think that the Republicans could take the House back um, because the Democrats have just gone.
0: So I'll tell you what. My top forty seats are the seats that are in districts that Donald Trump won in 2016, yes. and then Absolutely. from there I build out. I build out from there. Any then you look for the the fifty forty nine races, then the fifty two forty eight races, and I'd work my way backwards. I I think I can identify seventy five seats. That could be won with the right strategy, right people running.
5: Agreed, and and that's where that's where the Freedom Caucus is going. That's where I, as an individual, are, are, is going. Uh, are, and and I will tell you that I really believe that what the Democrats have done is such a magnificent overreach, a horrific overreach, a, an overreach that is uh, unprecedented in the in the nation's history. That it is absolutely going to backfire and then there's going to be a massive backlash and uh president trump's going to win and and i will just tell you i was talking to uh, uh, someone you know and i know and i can't identify but very knowledgeable uh politico on this and he said don't be surprised if he, if he wins 48 states don't be surprised.
0: Listen, I, I don't count any Superman. votes till they're done. I, I right, quick break. We'll come back more with the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. All right, as we continue with the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, I've always yeah. acknowledged on this show... That uh, for a Republican to win, when you start out without California and the electoral votes, what six fifty-five of them out there, and then yeah. New York, and then New, New Jersey. Jersey, and then Illinois, you know, you got now you have to thread the needle. Now you need North Carolina, Ohio, Florida. Then you got to pick off right. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. I would also put in play this year. President's going to Minnesota tomorrow. I'd put that in play. President's clearly playing for New Mexico. He was out there. The president should also play for Nevada and Arizona and New Hampshire. Yep. I I would make a play in every one of these states. Why why not? That's this is oh, what he gonna, loves to do.
5: He and and no he's going to be successful in those states because um the base is ginned up, people are ginned up. They understand what's happened to this country and they understand how radicalized the the Democrats have become. And President Trump is delivering on Everything that he possibly can. Um, and let's just face it, the, the Republicans, we were we were not great when we had it. We didn't give them everything that we should have given him. Um, and uh, well, I separate out certainly. Donald
0: Trump and the Freedom Caucus from Republicans. Yes. But with all due respect to your <laughs> colleagues, many of them are weak <laughs> Fair enough. Many of them are spineless, visionless, feckless. Sorry, it's just a fact. And, you know, we had 65 show votes on repealing and replacing Obamacare. Then the the moment of truth comes. They didn't even have a consensus plan. And then, oh, we can't do this. And and the same in the Senate. Seven Republicans vote for a clean repeal in 2015. 2017 comes around and, oh, we're not going to vote the same way we voted when it didn't matter. So I'm not I'm not a fan of Republicans. I'm a fan of people that fight to get the promises kept. And nobody does it better than Trump right now. And and, that, the, and right. the people that have his back the most is our Freedom Caucus members. The rest of your colleagues, I have no use for most of them. None. They're useless.
5: Well, we have to have President Trump's back and we have to keep our promises. You, you know, trust is ba- ba- based on promise, promises made and promises kept. And Trump has done everything he can to keep his promises I think the Freedom Caucus guys have worked very hard. There's a, uh, a group of guys and, and ladies there that have also, but we do have some that have been, uh, they're, they're the part of the unit party. I mean, let's just face it that you, there is a unit party in Washington, DC. Um, and we, we've got to stop that. And, and I think that the best way to do that is take the house back. And get people in there who are going to keep their promises to the American people, and if, if we don't do that, then this country—I mean—we're in an existential crisis right now. We have got to do that because if we
0: don't, right, listen. Um, this is it. It's uh, this is the whole uh, it, it, Elizabeth Warren is in. It's over. All right. Anyway, Andy Biggs, thank God for the Freedom Caucus. One of the few there. 941 Sean. Our number.
3: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload in the final hour of the Sean Hannity Show.
6: Maybe you should ask what was said inside of Volcker's deposition
7: during his transcribed interview with regards to Adam Schiff's fairy tale quid pro quo charge. With his words and his actions. President Trump has indicted himself by obstructing justice, refusing to comply with the Congressional inquiry. He's already convicted himself. In full view of the world and the American people, Donald Trump has violated his oath of office, betrayed this nation, and committed impeachable acts. You know, to preserve our Constitution, our democracy, our basic integrity, he should be impeached. That's not only because of what he's done. To answer whether he has committed acts of sufficient to warrant impeachment is obvious. We see it in Trump's own words. We see it in the texts from State Department officials that have been made public. We see it in his pulling much of the United States government into his corrupt schemes, individuals within the government, his appointees. But we have to remember that impeachment isn't only isn't only about what the president's done. It's about the threat the president poses to the nation
0: if allowed to remain in office. You know, the only one who betrayed the country using tax dollars to shake down and demand in six hours the firing of a prosecutor, well, that would be Joe Biden on tape and now desperately clinging if he can to a non-impeachment impeachment because it's not real what's what's so fascinating is going over the letter of Cipollone the White House counsel that they sent to Congress and Byron York tweeting out that Pelosi's not going to go to enforce the subpoenas talk about like a kangaroo court a you know th- th- this is the stuff of a third world nation. No individual with common sense can read the transcript and get to where they want to get to. But it's been since day two, as we have chronicled on this program after Trump was elected, impeach, impeach, impeach. I'm honestly now leaning towards Republicans just not participating, just stand back and and, and let the Democrats continue to implode. Because this is not going to go over well. They they have been trying to undo the results of the 2016 election from the day Donald Trump won. They thought they had him with Trump Russia. Trump Russia. We had an FBI investigation. We had the House Intel investigation. The bipartisan Senate investigation. And when Mueller did not deliver that which they were so certain was coming well, now we'll cling to, as Nancy Pelosi says, well, we have a, a variety of choices of of what we can impeach him on. Um, all right. So go forward with this. Make this your agenda. If I'm the Republican Party right now, I am leaning at nobody showing up to these this this clown show that will take place, whatever takes place in Capitol Hill. I mean, if they're not gonna. You know, for Byron York to say, "Okay, so they're not going to fight Cipollone's letter because they're not going to win that. That's the point. Anyway, here to join us. uh, Bill O'Reilly is with us. Uh, His brand new book is out. It's called uh, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Uh, I've seen the sales numbers on this book. It is astronomical. Another New York Times bestseller for Mr. O'Reilly. No shock there. How are you, sir?
8: I'm hanging tough here. A lot of stuff going on. Very interesting times in which we live.
0: They're interesting times, you know, but they're dangerous times because and, and this is where I think when you hone in deeply on the Cipollone letter that he sent, you really begin to see the danger emerge with no due process for the president. They just, they wanted to expedite this. They want this done quickly as if it can be done quickly and it can't. And I think the political show, and I think what they're doing is just gonna backfire on them like everything else has backfired on them.
5: This is all
8: about John Durham. Yep. The U.S. Attorney that is investigating corruption in the 2016 election, all right? That's what this is all about. So. We know that uh, Mr. Durham has expanded his investigation and has now uh, hired more people traveling abroad and is looking at a whole bunch of intrusions, not by Ukraine or Russia in particular, but by the Obama administration. Democrats know that. <clears throat> a lot of them have been questioned by Mr. Durham, and the New York Times knows it, and the Washington Post knows it. So. There is a good chance when that report comes out, and I probably would predict it out in April or May before the conventions, that some people will be indicted, put in handcuffs, and those people will be attached to the Democratic Party. If you look at get out in front of that, Mm -hmm. we have impeachment. That's what this is all
0: about. I think you you and I are on the same page. It was a very interesting piece in The Wall Street Journal by uh, former Attorney General uh, Mukasey. And he puts in there the following a Department of Justice team led by U.S. Attorney John Durham is separately exploring the extent to which a number of countries We already know Ukraine, Ukraine's admitted it. They have evidence of it that they helped Hillary in the 2016 election. That would be collusion. We know we have a a DNC operative and contractor that was meeting with the Ukrainians in the Ukrainian embassy and that played a role in this counterintelligence investigation directed at the Trump campaign. Now, we see that. Attorney General Barr, and we see Durham spending an awful lot of time in Great Britain and Italy. We also know there's been a tremendous amount of co- contact with Australia. Now, when you ask the hard question, well, what does this actually mean? Well, we already know the answer to that as well. And that would be now, think of this bill as an irony and a boomerang that they we know that they believe that in fact intelligence gathering, spying on. Americans was outsourced to Western intelligence agencies, allied agencies, for the purpose of circumventing U.S. laws.
8: And that now, would come under the purview of Loretta Lynch, who I believe is in big trouble. I agree too. I think the uh, former Attorney General under Barack Obama is in big trouble. So we don't, we can't. We could, but that would waste everybody's time. Speculate further, other than to say that the Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report, that's kind of anticlimactic. That's coming up in a few weeks. He can't talk to anybody that's not in the uh, business of uh, government, so he can't talk to Comey. He can't, they're all gone. Um, but you know what I'm worried about here? And I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. I'm worried about Donald Trump himself as a human being. So if you read the last chapter of the United States of Trump, which I think is the strongest chapter in the book, for the first time in the 30 years I've known him, he showed emotion to me in the interview. And this was right after the Mueller report, right after it came in, and he had digested it for about 10 days. And then um, I talked to him. And in that last chapter, you see how angry The president is, and remember, anger is the most powerful emotion. It it overrides love, right? How angry he was that he had to endure, he and his family and all his friends, this for two years. And he vowed to get to the bottom of it. That's what prompted the call to the president of Ukraine. And... With Durham's now expanded investigation, the president of the United States certainly had the right and the obligation to ask a foreign leader to cooperate. Did he not? Correct. I mean, you had to. So all the impeachment stuff, as you pointed out, goes down the drain. And I believe it will go down the drain fairly quickly. Um, But it was motivated by the Durham investigation, which could put Donald Trump right back into the White House in 2020.
0: You know, you have to imagine that it's going to work out that way. Uh, You know, one of the things that was a signature of all of your programs is you would say, all right, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for the folks. Yep. Well, the folks, as you call them, I would say they're the forgotten men and women that make the country great every day. Um, They're the ones that got hurt by Obama's. They got destroyed, frankly, by Obama's economic policies. Here's what what I see playing out. I think they've just overreached. They know it. I think there's a schism within Democratic ranks and they're thinking, well, the only way I, we can appease the 40 House Democrats that are in Trump one districts of 2016 is, well, we're just going to do it very expeditiously and, and, and we're just going to get it over with fast they know there's no conviction in the Senate. But
8: no, then they, the they want to do as much damage as they can to the Republican Party and to Donald Trump. Remember, there's a whole bunch of other people running for office not, other than the president. But I don't know if they all know it. Uh, when you watch the television commentators on the left, they're still smug. Uh, they've convicted Trump as they did in the Russian collusion thing. They haven't learned anything. They haven't said, gee, you know, maybe my conviction of Trump in the Russian thing wasn't really fair. Maybe I should step back and watch the evidence unfold here. No, don't see any of that. You see the full bore, he did it, he did it, he did it. Now, as for the American people, um, I think they're fed up with this whole stuff. I, I, I really feel that even the people don't like Like President Trump, a lot of them are saying, you know, enough with this. Thirteen months from now, we'll vote. We don't like him. We'll vote him out. We think he's uh, worthy. We'll vote him in. Democrats don't have anybody to run against him. I mean, it's Warren now because Bernie's out, he's done, um, so Warren now is overriding Biden, who ironically got hurt more than Trump in the Ukraine situation. That really hurt Biden, and it'll be interesting to see next Tuesday if the liberal moderators ask Biden in detail about his shenanigans in the Ukraine. You think they, you think uh, they're going to ask him that?
0: Uh, what do you think, Bill? Seriously. I
8: think they will ask him one, they have to almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll follow up to any extent. And he'll, he'll have a prepared statement that he'll say. Do you out.
0: think, do you think that Elizabeth Warren with a 70 percent top marginal rate for individuals, 90 percent for corporations, uh she's going to forgive all debt, uh, Medicare for all, no private insurance, new green deal. Uh, do you think that she could win with in America, in America today, no. running on the most radical agenda of any candidate in history
8: no I don't. Uh, I don't think she can win, and I think she's also got a truth factor problem. Um, the latest pregnancy, I was fired because was a teacher, this, this turns out not to be true. This goes on the Indian lineage. Um, I don't think uh, he, she can stand up to the scrutiny of not just Donald Trump, who'd have to be very careful in the way he goes after her, by the way. But I, I, I don't think the American people want a total breakdown and disruption of the country, which. Would lead to an economic collapse. You can't have socialism in this country. All the capital will leave. It'll all go away, just like Venezuela.
0: Well, all just the like well, left Bill the Country. Look no further than the state we live in, New York. Look no, no further than uh, California. Right.
8: Right. right. Everybody's yeah. moving to Florida or North Carolina. But anyway, right. stay right I there, Bill
0: O'Reilly. Um, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, his brand new book out now. Another, you know, another bestseller. O'Reilly writes a book, bestseller. You could just. You know, it sort of goes with O'Reilly book bestseller. Um, But anyway, huge numbers. It's doing really well. Congratulations. Donald Trump, the United States of Trump, how the president really sees America. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. All right, we continue. Bill O'Reilly with us is brand new book, uh, yet another bestseller. The United States of Trump, how the president really sees America. All right. So let's say now that Republicans say, you know what? We're not giving you witnesses. Nancy Pelosi's not going to pursue it in court. I think the Republicans should sit it out. Let, if they want to implode, let them do it alone by themselves.
8: You know, that would be a good tactic. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt the Republican Party or President Trump. Uh, I'd like to see President Trump do one thing, though. I'd like him to explain in a press release or whatever uh, about the uh, holding up of the Ukraine aid. Okay, exactly what he did doesn't have to be more than three paragraphs. You get that out. Um, and then say, "Sayonara, you guys. It's uh, not a fair proceeding. We know you're going to leak stuff. Uh, you're not going to give the fair overall assessment. We're not going to participate. Um, if they do vote in the full house, he may have to. But I think he can use that. Um, we don't think it's fair.
0: I to, think Republicans uh, ought away. to. They, they ought to boycott every committee hearing. They ought to boycott every House." Uh, incident where they're they're playing the putting on this clown show yep. and then the Senate dismiss yep. it and it's over and they look stupid that's
8: a good PR gambit because then even the people that don't pay attention will hear about that and they Republicans say look enough enough mm-hmm. this is what you got that's not enough goodbye you do what you want so it, you know this is a, a good strategy Hannity and
0: uh, you think they're going to listen to you or what and nobody ever listens to me, Bill. I just I throw, to you. Andy. I just throw. I just throw this information out there for my own benefit and a cathartic experience. You know, people uh, are going, I, maybe people are you know. I have. I'm, I'm. I'm sharing it openly with you for the yeah. first time today. So I'm I think it's your... a good. I think it's a good deal. Uh, maybe they'll listen to you. Uh, they should. Why? Why go in there and argue and fight over something this stupid? Don't feed this. Let them. They're digging their grave let them dig it deeper all by themselves all right
8: that all right. sounds uh, that would be a very interesting news cycle yeah. um,
0: you <laughs> know Republicans stay home and sl- uh, they slept in today again all yeah. right Bill Amazon hannity.com amazon.com bookstores everywhere the United States of Trump how the president really sees America congratulations on the success bill and uh, we'll have you on next week we'll look forward to it
8: Great. Thanks for helping me out with the book, Hannity. And we'll see you in Huntington on uh, December
0: 15th. <laughs> you better remind me the day before. All Sean. Right, 800-941-Sean. Uh, if you want to be a part of the program, a lot more coming up straight ahead. We'll get to your calls and more as we continue. All right. 25 to the top of the hour. Toll free our telephone numbers. 800 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program. All right. So my team, my Cracker Jack team, is watching all of this. They they they're as addicted to this as I am. They really are, but they're all about what's happening with China and the NBA. And there was a Washington Post editorial hammering the NBA as the paper continues to publish. Chinese propaganda. Uh, But anyway, the Democracy Dies in Darkness, Washington Post print edition. Anyway, strongly worded editorial condemning the supposedly weak NBA for showing more interest in pleasing the murderous Chinese regime than defending freedom. And there's a catch to all of this because the editorial, you know, the paper gushed that Commissioner Adam Silver and the players have a well-earned reputation for candor about politics and social matters. But it's been sullied by capitulating and apologizing profusely to the Chinese after the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, expressed support for the Hong Kong protesters, which, by the way, I do. I mean, if if what we see unfolding there happens, it's not going to be good. That means Hong Kong, which has enjoyed its separation and its independence from China. Now the heavy hand of communism will befall them. And anyways, then you have Congresswoman Omar saying that, well, it's all about the Benjamins and the editorial board added China's attempting to enforce their version of the truth all around the world, bullying Chinese language newspapers in Canada, the U.S., patrolling the speech of its students abroad, demanding that foreign airlines and hotel chains wipe Taiwan off their maps. And this is pretty sick stuff. Ethan, in particular, is out of his mind about this and has been ranting about it behind the scenes here for a couple of days where are you today on this
6: i think it's ridiculous that these nba players that speak out about all the social justice stuff are not speaking out and saying that these people that are oppressed in china and in hong kong i mean i don't understand how these people don't see what the chinese government is doing to these people and aren't saying you know what there are fans too and we want them to have rights
0: Look, the Chinese people have have not been able to speak freely for years. I've covered almost my entire career. This insane one child policy forced abortions that takes place. Um, We as America, we, we don't have any ability whatsoever to change the culture of China, just like we're never gonna be able to change a country that adopts the the rigid interpretation of Sharia law and where women have to dress a certain way or they can't drive a car, marital rape doesn't exist, gays and lesbians are killed for being who they are, the persecution of Christians and Jews. I mean, I wish we could all snap our fingers and, and make the world a better place but we don't have the capacity to do it. We've tried often.
6: But the other problem is that China is now being able to change our freedoms and our well, our I, way I'm of. I'm agreeing
0: with you on that part.
6: Because I mean you even had some 76ers fans in Philadelphia. They held up uh, We Stand with Hong Kong signs and their signs were taken away, supposedly, and they were escorted out of the building. This is yeah. so now China is taking away the rights of American citizens and people in America because these people don't have a backbone to stand up and say,
0: Oh, I agree. By the way, as you mentioned, the 76ers fans rejected for chanting free Hong Kong or ESPN warning their staff against disparaging Chinese communism. Uh, Gamers, by the way, they're calling for a boycott of Blizzard after a Hong Kong protest ban and nearly all of the NBA's Chinese partners have cut ties with the league and the Chinese newspapers are warning global brands to stay out of politics or risk consumer boycotts. So okay, well we're gonna listen to these idle threats.
6: It's it's really insane when you think about it because you know everyone always says you can't put a price on freedom, but it seems like these international companies are saying that like the NBA's their streaming service is one point five billion dollars a year in China. So according to the NBA, freedom's worth one point five billion dollars a year. So all the people in Hong Kong, you're not allowed to have freedom because the NBA needs to pay their athletes and their owners a share of the 1.5 billion
0: dollars that they're taking up from the chinese listen we we would be lying to ourselves uh linda how many people were talking about the mass slaughter of the Yazidis uh, for all the years that was happening or the purging of, of, of Christians in, in Northern Iraq, et cetera. Not many people were there.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I was talking to Narene today. She texted me and she was saying how a lot of people are standing with president Trump and what's happening with Turkey and Syria right now, because there's been a mass slaughter along the border where all of this, um, Chaos is happening right now because they're trying to eject those people who have been fighting there un completely unwarranted and have been doing this, eth, um, what do they call it? Ethnic cleansing and getting rid of all the Christians. But nobody's covered it for a year.
0: Well, well we how many people were slaughtered during the time period where we would have not rain on the program. And again, nothing happened, right? Exactly Right. Yeah. All right. 800 941 Sean. Toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Listen, I, I wish we could be the world's police force. I wish uh, every country on the face of this earth would would accept.
3: Can I
1: actually say something? This you is can. not my wheelhouse. All right. It's all not. Right. This is. What this
0: sports? Is, How, by the this way, this is if,
1: Katie's if, wheelhouse. This is wheelhouse. Wait, Evans I got a question. A, if you shoot you know? a three.
0: Th- Free throw and everyone will really shut know. up. I don't, how many points? I
1: don't know. Honestly.
0: How many points if you shoot from the top of the key? Do you I, even know what the top of the what key, the key means? is?
1: The key is what you open the door with. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Honestly, on my son, it's not my thing. You know? If I mean,
0: LeBron James you know dunks the basketball, how many points is that?
1: You know what I like about sports? Let me tell you what I like. <laughs> I like.
0: Know. She doesn't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. And I'm not lying. I'm not saying that I do know. I don't know. Um, what I'm saying is, you know, all these players who come out and they support um Antifa and Black Lives Matter and they want to come out and they want to be incredibly vocal about all these liberal agendas. Right. That have nothing to do with their job. But here's where it matters. Right. Here's where it matters. But it affects them personally. It affects their pocketbook, as Ethan was explaining. So Steph Curry and LeBron James and give me some more names.
6: James Harden. Yeah,
1: there you go. These people have an opportunity to speak up. And if they were speaking up, the story would be, to be oh, we have to support LeBron. we got to support Steph Curry. Oh, listen, they're defending, you know, freedoms and all this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, they're not because it hurts their bottom line. They're all in unless it affects them personally. So I call BS.
0: I mean, uh, Steve Kerr. let me throw out another subject as long as we're all talking amongst ourselves here. I don't know if you saw the news today. So I guess Ronan Farrow, Mia Farrow and Woody... Alan's son, uh, who's been really at the forefront of, of breaking news on Weinstein and, and all these other people that are involved in, in these nefarious and sick, twisted allegations and everything. Anyway, he's got this book that's coming out called Catch and Kill and recounting the investigation with Weinstein. A couple of things come out of this, how his own news department at NBC News wouldn't 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 let him do the story and he had to go to the New Yorker instead. And then he has this this account in the book about Matt Lauer um, literally involved in a rape at the Sochi Olympics. And I, I'm I'm just reading this and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Lauer has denied it and said the affair was consensual. But the woman's making the allegation, apparently, to Pharaoh in the book I never know how to read these things. I don't, you know. I you, you want to be fair, we believe in due process and the presumption of innocence, and then you have people on the record giving chapter and verse of this person did this to me. I, I I know the I believers. If it's a Republican, believe. If it's a Democrat, they don't believe. I just I think any predator in any capacity needs to be held accountable. Period. End of sentence. I mean, how do how do you interpret these these incidents?
1: You know, the problem is though, Sean. Is that there's a lot of people being accused right now. So in Matt Lauer's case, there seems to be a lot of women coming forward and they finally feel like they have a voice and they have the right to come forward. I think the issue that I have that always worries me is that an accusation is some sort of um, evidence or proof of guilt. It's not. You know, what we have here is an accusation that needs to be investigated, that needs to be interrogated. You know, there needs to be proof. There needs to be evidence. And when all of that has been gathered and all of that has happened, then we will be able to make a firm you know, decision and and be able to say, OK, this person did X and this person did Y. And, and this is going to be the ramifications for actions taken. That's it. But right yeah. now, we don't have that. We just have accusations. We have somebody who wrote a book. Everybody can write a book. You can I could put anything. in.
0: There's a a new detail in the Farrow book about Weinstein and apparently his long term, excuse me, relationship to Hillary Clinton. And he says, while Farrow was trying to lock down an interview with Clinton for his foreign policy book, while still working on the Weinstein story, got a call from Clinton's publicist telling him that the big story the Farrow was working on was a concern for them. And then, according to an email cited in the book, Weinstein wrote to Deborah Turnis, who was the ex-president of NBC News, now running NBC News International, proposing a docuseries on Clinton. And uh, there just seems to be a lot of what noise there there. But unfortunately, like everything else, it gets seen through the political prison by people that have political agendas. And that's what I never like. Um, all right, let's get to our phones. Uh, Jacob is in Florida. Jacob, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir.
9: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. What's happening?
9: Hey, so I want to touch base a little bit about what you were talking about yesterday. I'm kind of in the beginning of the millennial generation. I'm 32, and we're coming into a time where it's not really cool to be Republican anymore. And
0: coming from experience... I'm not really a Republican anyway. I'm not even a registered Republican. I'm a conservative. The Republican Party is weak, feckless, visionless, spineless. You want me to keep going?
9: (laughs) No. But so my fiance is Nicaraguan. Her Mm -hmm. family lived over there. Congratulations,
0: by the way. Thank you.
9: Lived over there when they started going socialist. And just like Cuba, and just like we're doing now, all these Democratic politicians are promising all these things that they want to do. And all it's going to do is start infringing on our civil liberties. And her family had to leave. They had a pharmaceutical drug-making business for almost 100 years in their family. And her grandfather was told when the socialists People took over that he needs to leave the country and he left. And within one year, they lost their family business over there. And the brother who stayed and had no money left. Everybody who stayed that had money was
0: stripped. Was rough. Everything Look, they had. I, I have a similar story because I lived in uh, Athens, Alabama. I was working in Huntsville, Alabama on the radio for a station in Alabama. My first professional radio gig. And anyway, we had an advertiser. It was Mando's Pizza. It was in Decatur, adjacent to where I lived. And the owner was a guy by the name of Armando de Quesada. He's since passed away. He's a wonderful man. And anyway, he and his family were wealthy landowners in Cuba. And the revolution comes and all private property is seized. And more people slaughtered and murdered, including his own family, in the process. He barely escapes with his life i mean that's why you would see that people on in inner tubes and and broken down rickety you know handmade boats and shark infested waters trying to make the perilous journey to, to america to get away from that tyranny and this is this is where socialism always ends up because the promises are so great they can never they can never afford it Then the next thing comes, the wealth confiscation quote, we'll call it a wealth tax. And on top of the taxes, you've already you already paid your sixty five cents of every dollar in taxes. Now they're going to come in, take another bite. Then you die. They take another 50 percent. And and finally, people just just take their money and leave. This is this is a very dangerous road. We are now heading down as a country if we buy into the idea that everything can be free. Uh, Am I saying that that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie and the New Green Deal people that this is what their aim is? No, I'm saying what they are promising is impossible to ever achieve there. The math doesn't even remotely come near to the number they would need if they confiscated everybody's land and everybody's everything. But, yeah, somebody's. Well, why don't we just share everything? Okay, that's been tried a number of times and has failed. This election is a tipping point for this country. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we have a great Hannity tonight. We will lay out in great specificity how this entire charade circus of the Democrats is now crumbling right before their eyes. Pat Cipollone, uh, his, his incredible takedown of the fundamental unfairness of all of it and how the White House is not going to participate in their three ring circus. I'll also explain why every Republican in the House should also not participate in the circus. And then the Senate can take it up for a half hour. And put it to bed where it belongs. Uh, We have Rudy Giuliani tonight. We have Eric Trump, Devin Nunes, John Solomon, Geraldo uh, Rivera. uh, Also, Tammy Bruce will join us. Also have the latest on the China NBA story. That's all coming up. Set your DVR tonight. Hannity, news and information you won't get from the media mob. We'll see you tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow.